Hey guys and welcome to Wales Watch. My name is Reese Deans and a happy Euros Day and a happy Bordeaux Day to you all. It's been five years since the 2016 Euros and five days, five years since we've been in Bordeaux. It's unbelievable how time flies. But anyway, Alex, Megan and John are joined by Ryan March, who is the founder of Alternative Wales. And all four of them sit down to talk about the recent friendlies Wales have played against. And they also make their predictions on the tournaments, selection headaches, and even Alex gets into this idea of a Phantom Five instead of a False Nine. But it's all coming up for you guys momentarily. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is Wales Watch. Yeah, we do. And like all competitions, we literally made it up this morning. Okay? Yes. Literally made it up this morning. I, in fact, I made it up in the park while walking the dog. Uh, and then I came in, and we brainstormed it with all the guys and everything. We had lots of different things. We were like, okay, how can we can do this? We do this, we do this, we do this. Like proper brainstorming sort of session sort of thing. And then uh, we sort of boiled it down to, so, right, you know how everybody has man of the match? Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Excellent. Should, Thank you. Given. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so so everybody does man of the match, so they do man of the match polls at the end of games and stuff, right? Okay, right. Mm. We're not doing that because everybody else does that. All right, it's boring. Oh. So it's, it's passe. We're not doing that. All right, we are doing something completely different. Okay, we are. We're throwing it back to the people. Okay, we're opening it up to everyone that's involved, everybody that's embracing, everybody that's cheering at home in Baku, some dickhead on a rooftop bar in Portugal. You know who you are. <laughs> And anybody that does something absolutely wonderful, and we are calling it Ledge of the Day, okay? Ledge of the Day is only awarded on a match day, and it can apply to anyone. It can be a player, it can be a spectator, it can be a linesman, the coach, a, play, a, a fan at home or in Baku or wherever. It can actually literally be anyone as long as they do something legendary on the day of the game at any point, any point from dawn till dusk. Ledge of the day. That's what we're doing. That is okay. going to go places, isn't it? There Challenge are accepted. People in Baku, people in Baku will be looking at that and going, "What can yep. I get away with?" It's going to be. <laughs> well, look at it this way: it needs to be something as epic as climbing a pyramid in Albania. That's what it needs to be. I was about to say that. Damn, you stole it from me. Totally stole it I from am, you. I'm just saying, <laughs> now, if there's a, if there's a Welsh streaker in Baku, yeah. yeah. Do you get credit for it? For inspiring? I was going to say inciting, but it's not inciting. It's inspiring. It's a nice I'm looking word. to inspire. I'm not looking to incite. I'm looking to inspire. That's what I'm after. So, ledge of the day. And um, we will actually... So, we're, we're open to nominations throughout the day. And then we'll be an expert panel of myself, uh, John Morgan, and Mike. And we're all going to sort of sit there and discuss. And uh, we'll come up with ledge of the day. And ledge of the day wins a money-can't-buy prize. Oh. Actually, that's a lie. You can buy. We 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 bought it, so you can actually buy it. Oh. It's it's not money can't buy, oh. but, but it's it, a really it, good. It's brand. so special that it feels invaluable. It feels like yeah, because Ledge of the Day will win an exclusive, properly gunted T-shirt. Oh, he went there. Oof! Wow. I know. I know. They're pretty cool looking too. I'm excited. They are. They are pretty cool. Yeah. Can you yeah, cheese it? properly guns and t-shirt. Uh, no, because they haven't arrived yet. But that's uh, not the point. The point is, we're going to do it. So there's one. <laughs> we can, so basically, we've got to find 70 quid because 
Uh, it could be as many as seven games if we get to the final. Uh, so also, we're opening a um, a GoFundMe for uh, seven properly gunted uh, t-shirts to give away <laughs> uh, as part of the um, uh, you know as, as part of the competition. But anyway, Ledger of the Day—that's our brand new competition starting Saturday. Any nominations are open. It's got to be on the day of the game, and it can be anything that happened in the game. It can be anything like that some fan has posted, a video, or anything like that. That's what we're looking for. Amazing. We're just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lying. I'm amazing. <laughs> These are facts. Science. They might be, dis- they might be, be uh, disputed, but science could be used. <laughs> Pure science, pure science. Anyway, right, uh, comments coming in. Uh, none of them are interesting, so we won't bother with them. So uh, do better, <laughs> all of you, uh, particularly you, Weller <laughs> Roberts. Um, Ryan March, then. Uh, Alternative Wales, then. So we spoke hello, to hello. you some, some time ago. I can't remember when. I, I'm not even the that first. Bothered. I think it was the first um, issue for his thing. When was that, like February, March? Maybe? Yeah, it was. it would have been before that, late late February, early March. So uh, I'm sorry, you yeah, didn't do... You, it's been a while. You didn't do... Alternative Wales in March as Ryan March. Oh, that would have been brilliant. Of course it did, yeah. Of course, yeah. 8th of March, I think the first one was released. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Uh, so how's it going then? So it is a, it's a, uh, what is it? It's a movement. It's a, that's, that's basically what you're yeah. after, isn't it? You're after a movement of, of culture and song and fashion all yeah, surrounding Welsh football. We're taking over. That's the plan. That's the plan. You know. Um, yeah, it's 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 everything. We we got the the fanzine uh, obviously on issue two now. Uh, we do a podcast with uh, with uh, Tommy Kaus, a friend of the show, um, okay. and uh, a few others. Uh, Roland Guest, uh, Roger Davis, uh, Sarah McCready, uh, and uh, Evra Rose have been on recently. But yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Um, it's about you know. Basically everything but the ninety minutes on the pitch. Um, there is a bit of football in there, but um, uh, yeah, it's just you know about the you know the secret world of Wales away and and following Wales. So that's that's what we're doing. Mm. So yeah, you can get it on uh, on our website. You can order issue two now. I've got a, a few more in this box beneath me that I need to shift. So uh, perfect uh, warm up for the Euros. That is that's Excellent. that's what I'm calling it. Um, and you had Ellis James on, right? Was or did Ellis James? He, yeah, yeah, I saw his picture. Yeah, tell yeah, you sure. what, this Ellis- is the only thing that Ellis James hasn't bloody been on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ellis was our sort of our feature, feature interview this this time. So, um, yeah, I had a good chat with him uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and um, yeah, it's all in written form in there. Uh, just yeah, talking about you know how we fell in love with football, uh, you know what it means to be a a football fan, and just a bit of stuff about um, you know just uh, his work. And, and what Welsh humour is, uh, if you can sort of sum up what Welsh humour is. But that, yeah, it's really interesting, uh, uh, really interesting read. So uh, I enjoyed putting it together. So, you know, I enjoyed it. Whether anyone else will, that's up to them. <laughs> I like the humility. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That's good solid marketing, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might like it. I, I enjoyed it. It's up to you, really. I'd buy it. And as long as I'd buy it, yeah. then, you know. But you don't have to, though, because you, you, you made it. No, true. I don't. I've that got should about... be a marketing pick. I would yeah. buy actually. This, this seems a, yeah. This, but this seems very similar to last time that Ryan was on when he said big bold things, then immediately rolled them back as he, as, as 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 he talked about it more and more. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I talked myself out of things a lot last time, didn't I? 
Yes, you did. Um, yeah. Oh, so that'll yeah. be the challenge for you this I'm, this time around: is not to talk yourself out of any bold I, Euro. Oh, no, I'm I'm stick I'm stick I'm sticking in there now. It is it is it is the the premier reader material uh, of 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 Welsh football. So uh, buy it, essentially. Um, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, it's it's good. Yeah. Personally, I, I, I like I like reading Good. the fine articles. Yeah, I like yeah. reading the fine articles of Mike Ferringer on WelshFootballFans.com. But you know, that's just me. Just Thank me. you. But obviously, obviously, yeah, that, that's, that's 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 really really good as well. Uh, yeah. It's really good. But I'm but you know that's that's on the pitch stuff. If you want to read about what we got, I've got we've got when you we got uh, okay. Go on, yeah. Go on, let's give us a quick got, uh, give us the in, give us the intro. Give us an intro of something. Go on. Got Ellis James. I give you a little. Story. I tell you oh, what, us, we'll, we'll get. We'll get serious here. Uh, yeah. I've got a really good article from Penny Miles, Dr. Penny Miles of oh, uh, yeah. Bath University uh, right. about allyship in the Red Wall. And it's about how, how male, male fans can be, um, can be, a, can be better uh, while following right. Wales mm-hmm. and uh, a bit more welcoming of uh, females and other minorities uh, in, okay. in Welsh football. Um, let's have a look. Where do we... Mm-hmm. There we go. Here's a little bit. Uh, how? Um, right, I've got to find kind of a good extract we, now. Kind of uh, it's all really good, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, right. This is this isn't. <laughs> I thought you were just not going to read it then. <laughs> I thought you were yeah, just going to say, um, "Yeah, it looks good in there." What do you want me to do? Here we go. Read it to you. Here we go. Here we go. Allyship is not confined to the support of predominantly white Welsh men towards white Welsh women. It is also about opening the spaces to comprehend the perceived hurdles to participate in more fully in the Red Wall, based on race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression and disability, and starting to challenge verbal and physical actions of, the, of inclusion. Why do so few people, few people of colour not travel to Wales away? What are the barriers to their inclusion? Um... To create a together that is stronger, we need to comprehend how we make others feel more comfortable in our national football and fandom spaces. Pretty powerful. Like very deep. There's a lot of very big, powerful words there. Well done, mate. Well, 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 yeah. done, well done. Well done. So, yeah. 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 And we've, we've also got some absolute nonsense in here from uh, my good friend. Oh, Robbie thank God Davis for that. And yeah. Agent Phillips uh, touting his players, Trevor Sentu and uh, Melwyn Cornett. So, yeah. Bit a bit of everything for everyone. Mm, good, and I see this link to uh, absolute nonsense. Then takes me to the listener comments uh, this evening. Then uh, Nick Tilly says, "About <laughs> to start work in New Zealand. Looking forward to flying to Wellington tomorrow to watch Wales in the only Southern Hemisphere Welsh pub. Come on, boys!" And that wow. right there is I the first that. nomination for Ledge of the Day. <laughs> that is amazing. You've so, done Nick, well, Nick you, you need to make yourself aware to us on game day to say, I'm actually here in the only Welsh pub in the Southern Hemisphere, having flown there, and uh, that's so, And then you will be nominated for Ledge of the Day. Yeah. Get a photo. Yeah. This is a perfect opportunity for me to shout out my mate El Blanche, who's uh, going to be watching the game in Dubai with a Welsh Dubai supporters uh, club. I think there's about 50 of them watching it out in Dubai on Saturday. That so is uh, there is, there is, yes, Interna- we met them. International we met Wales them. all over the place. We we met them in Georgia because technically for them it was the closest yeah. they could get to a home game. <laughs> I, met, I remember I was sat on a bus next to one on the way back from Georgia, and I was like, "Oh, bloody hell, that must be an hell of a trek." He was like, oh, "I was only about an hour," and then I sort of yeah. 
pic- pictured the world <laughs> map in my head, and I was like, oh, Christ, yeah, it is. <laughs> Bloody ages away, George. It's yeah. massive. Anyway, right, so, yeah, so Nick Tilly then, an early contender for Ledge of the Day, providing he uh, makes, uh, providing we come across him on the actual day of. Uh, Tom Lewis says, John, looking like a member of Limp Biscuit tonight. Strong look, pal. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. Marcus, as Wilson will play Saturday, as Sid's Fultz 9 and more will be on the bench. Morel will play, and Alan will be benched. Marcus Panea, you wash your mouth out. Dirty, dirty, dirty. That's bold. That is bold, Marcus, I will say. Terrible. I, will say. I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with you or even disagree with you, but I, I admire your chutzpah there for going so bold. Uh, right, uh, James says, would expert Welsh internationals uh, managers like Bobby Gould count for Ledge of the Day if they did something amazing that day? They have to do it on the day, James. Has to be on the day. Somebody get hold of Bobby Gould and ask him to do something peculiar. Just be Bobby. No, because then that, that's, be like, that's ins- uh, like we talked about. That's inciting. It's got to just yes, be natural. Yeah, inspiring. Yeah. Inspiring. inspiring. Not yeah. inciting. Exactly, yeah. Alan Roberts says, if Kaus doesn't get one for his post or pre-match Euro videos, I will be amazed. they got to be good. It's got to be, it's got to be good, and it's got to be nominated, okay? So, yeah. John Edwards says, Kiefer must start, which will bring us on to a point very shortly. And Evan Williams says, I'd start Kiefer Moore and Ryan March up front. Oh. Of course, those of you familiar with the uh, Welsh Football Fans, uh, Welsh Way Supporters Club, will know of uh, Ryan March's legendary silky skills. Uh, when it comes that's to being um, kind. yeah, that's being really yeah. kind. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Carl Cassidy says, "Let's hope Rambo's not injured." He seemed fine today. He um, he didn't. He wasn't in training sessions or anything like that. But Ooh, no, do tell us. So he he wasn't. Ryan, in so session. Rambo Rambo uh, training session and uh, press conference today, right? Right. Yeah. No. So he go, didn't go. do the training session because he needed time off his feet and that was already planned. So no big deal. No one needs to worry. Um, yeah. And he sat in front of the media and took some questions. And whenever Rambo gets really nervous, or doesn't want to answer a question. He'll shift like kind of like he'll shift his direction and he goes, yeah. And then he'll answer the question in about 10 seconds. And then he'll just he'll sit there <laughs> and just kind of nod. Um, and then when he's not nervous, it's actually a really, really good answer. But for about 80 percent of it, he was just really nervous. And why was that? We were posing some big questions. We were asking him about why the false nine didn't work. And I don't think he really appreciated that. Which gives us a mean segue to (sighs) false nines. So what did I text both of you immediately on, uh, when was it, Saturday? Um, The the Alpena game. I, I can bring it up right now for everyone to see. It had a lot of um, angry faces on it. And here we go. We can't Can't see see it. But what it says, false nine is not a thing in capital letters, three exclamation marks, two, four, six, seven angry faces with the, the, the naughty... Covering up the swear words. You really should have gone for nine angry faces. <laughs> <laughs> it really should be nine all... angry faces, oh. really. So, as you, as as all of you will know, if you've watched this, you will know that I am incandescent with this idea of a false nine because people don't know what it is. Well, I decided to look into it, and here's what I found. See. Don't Guys, worry, Michael. We're about to explain it. Michael, I bear with me, but to do this, I need to change to the analysis camera. Ooh. Look at this. 
and welcome to the analysis camera. Woo! Chris! God. I know. We all the stops there on this show. Oh, man, we're going wild. Like, oh, it's technology, everything. Right, okay, so um, here then is the. You're going to have to bear with me because I can't really hear you. You're going to have to just bear with me, all right? It's all about that. Okay, go. Um, so, 1934, okay? 1934, Austria, the first uh, recognized use of a false nine. And a false nine is this guy right here, okay? If you're playing sort of a back four with a, uh, a midfield four, then sits in between that then with the two, uh, two um, uh, centre-halves in front of him, okay? And his job is very, very difficult, like really properly difficult because he has to, A, be able to finish, B, be able to pass, and C, be really creative with peripheral vision like a bloody owl and uh, get it across, see everything that's going on around him, okay? Really properly hard position because he is supposed to bring in the centre-backs here to draw them forward or to pull back the midfielders here, okay? Right? This is... I'm, I'm taking this. I'm taking the laughing as pure. Just I, this is amazing. I can't. No. This how this is working. Right? I, I'm with March on this one. <laughs> That's tickled me. That is. What? Uh, so yeah. So <laughs> by doing that, you see, he tucks them there. He tucks there, and then all of a sudden, you've got the space here for these guys to come in. Or if these guys come in, then you have the space for the overlapping wing backs as well. Right? See, like that. However, there's an issue, and that is that most people don't fall for that anymore because they have a bloody defensive midfielder there which takes up the space. So it doesn't make any difference. So it just, it's literally easy to, uh, to sort out and to um, counter unless your name is. There are only two people who've played it successfully in all of history. One of them was Francesco Totti and the other was Lionel Messi. And that conclusively proves that Aaron Ramsey is not a number nine. I thank you very much. There we are. I'm going to go back to the other camera. Alex Feeney had a dream. <laughs> yeah, Have you been reading Jonathan Wilson's Inverting the Pyramid? No, no mate, I don't, I, don't, I don't read other people's stuff. This, this is all my own shit. <laughs> so, yeah. But the point I, is that... Spain won a World Cup with a false nine. Yes, they did. What have they won since? Because it works, it works sporadically. It's like phases, it's trends. You know, this is in right now, but this isn't. The problem with playing the false nine on Saturday is Aaron Ramsey said, yeah, we talked about it. And yeah, and then Robert Page said, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, no, it can work, it can work. The problem is that they both had completely different ideas of what a false nine is. Because nobody as knows as definitively what a false nine Brooks and Tyler is. Roberts, the two of them just stayed there. They didn't move. None of them were making runs. I think the one so, time Di Brooks almost made a run, we sort of had a quarter of a chance, and that was about it. But Tyler, like, Tyler's footwork's fantastic, but he didn't make any runs. He wasn't helping out Aaron at all. At all. And this is my entirely just, just proven point Nobody knows what a false nine is because everybody's got a different idea of what a false nine is. Yeah. So stop bloody playing it. Yes, I've just given it to you. That was it, right there. But I just fried my eggs. biologically related to their grandmother. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I like that one. I'd rather see that up front. Anyway, or nine up front. I've solved it. God. I've solved it, okay? 
it's all right. So if you've solved it, then what's the solution? It's a Phantom 5. Oh. And I have that. Mm-hmm. So, Tell us more about this. A Phantom 5 looks like a defensive midfielder and sounds like a defensive midfielder and stands at the beginning of the game where you would expect a defensive midfielder to be. But he's not a defensive midfielder. He could be anywhere. He could be absolutely anywhere. So, are you saying there's four at the back? Let me try and yeah. let me get my pitch out. So we've got right. four, four at the back. Do you need me we've to go got... back to the the whiteboard of um, of analysis? Got pen and paper. Twenty first <laughs> century kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do. So yeah. Our our man is yeah. just in front of that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll colour him even thicker. Okay. And then we go for another four and another yeah. one. Yeah. But four one four one. But, yeah. but but he's not really there. He's anywhere. Where is he? Exactly. Who, who, that's the point. Who who gets the job? So there is uh it's very particular um who can be a Phantom Five, okay? And he has to be quite tall and gangly, chopper quite strong. And also able to pass the ball. So not, not chopper. chopper. No, not no. chopper, no. Uh, and the only player that could possibly pull this off is Ethan Ampadu, which is why it is absolutely yes! essential that you can't play Ethan Ampadu in a back bloody line, okay? Not a defender. Not so a bloody that, defender. See? That there is, is your there's your Phantom Five. <laughs> he can be anywhere. Yeah. These arrows actually go everywhere. Like they do. Every yeah. Yeah. Like, look, it doesn't mean do. that he's brilliant <laughs> everywhere, it just means that he can be everywhere. For instance, if you happen to play him at, I don't know, for instance, right back, he can play there. Which is there. Doesn't he mean he should not, play there. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he should play there. That's very, yeah. right, that's the point. Yes, there we are. So, anyway, I've solved it. It's fine. We don't need a false nine. What we need is Kiefer Moore up front with a three just in uh, and behind him, Bale, Dan James, and Ramsey in there, and then boom, we're going to win. Thank you very much. Good night. This is very reminiscent of Rourke's Drift. Go where on. they had where they had a small battalion that would plug mm. the gaps wherever there were holes or within the um the front line. So yeah. keeping in with the Welsh theme, I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Royal Welsh and they they approve. Well, I Excellent. don't know, I don't speak on behalf of them, but I am now. They approve. <laughs> Ryan March, your thoughts? Um, I feel like Ray, maybe Rob Robert Page is the only man in Wales, or not in Wales at the moment, but only Welsh person who thinks that it's the way to go. I think it can work with the right player, but if we if we did, if you go back to sort of last uh, summer twenty nineteen when we were struggling out in Croatia and and, um, and Hungary, I feel like. Go for it then, because we didn't have a striker, really, did we? I think they were trying to play Bale in, in the nine and it wasn't working. But all of a sudden, we found this brilliant striker that we've been craving for years, you know? And he scored 20 goals for a team who are renownedly shit with strikers. You know, Cardiff... I don't argue with that. They, ruin, they yeah. ruin strikers, you know? It's been 10 years since... Anyone scored 20 goals for Cardiff, and that was a midfielder who took the penalties and free kicks. So, and we were talking about this the other day on the pod with the Kaus. The championship is probably 
maybe in the top 10 leagues in the world, give or take a couple of teams yeah. in each league. Like, look at the area Divisie, for example. You've got like Ajax, PSV, who are obviously better than championship clubs, but the rest of the league is quite it poor. So, hard. you know, he's he's a top striker and we finally got one and the manager doesn't want to play him. It just doesn't really seem... Like, I feel like we've settled on this system that worked and now Aaron, Ram- Aaron Ramsey's come back and they're trying to force him into it. Because you've got to try and start Aaron Ramsey. Yes. But, but it almost makes more and... sense to start him with more, like, I, I, they yeah. were mentioning it today, because, like, Cookie obviously made the team, like, he molded the team around what, what fit Bale and Rambo. And what fits Bale and Rambo this time around is is playing Kiefer Moore. Or you play Harry Wilson as a false nine for the first maybe 30 minutes. You try to wear out a team, and then you put Kiefer up. Mm-hmm. You put him out there, and then, like, that's that's... I think it was um, Ashley Williams who said it. Like Kiefer's a defender's nightmare. So why aren't we mm-hmm. playing that? It's like it seems almost silly not to be the, doing it. The only the only yeah. thing I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about is especially when you come up against Italy. Obviously they're still playing, they're still wheeling out Chiellini and Bonucci, aren't they? You know who are big, strong centre halves, and and they they will be able, I think, to deal with Kiefer better than they would like a really fluid f- front three. And I don't mm. know if that's what they got in mind. Same with the, the Turks, I think. Is it Demiral and Soyon Chu they've got at the back? You know, I think they might be able to... But then I think Kiefer Moore goes under the radar in terms of what he's capable of. Like, he is a big man, but he's fa- he's fantastic footballer as well. And mm. he's he's deceptively quick and he can get down the channels. Um yeah, I, just I, think, think he, I think he draws defenders away. Like, I think that's mm. kind of what you want. Like, you need space on that international pitch. And, like, if DJ's going to do any sort of havoc, he has to have space. I think he gets the most mm. of that with Kiefer. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, like, the false nine worked. Obviously, we scored against Belgium in the first 10 minutes. That was beautiful. It was really, really pretty football. It works. But I think, yeah, the clientele we had on the pitch mm. on Saturday was quite ugly. That was not mm. what we needed. I think with Saturday, it was all um, Sorry, Go on, John. Sorry. I, I, I was going to say, it's, um, it's very similar to something I've read recently with, um, with France regarding like Olivier Giroud. And it's not so much about the goals that he scores, it's so much about what the, what he does. He draws defenders out of position. That creates space, which again, we're saying that, that, that space can be exploited. But again, Kiefer is fantastic at turning defenders inside out. He's fantastic at getting defenders carded. He's fantastic at just holding the ball up and just being an absolute menace. Like I said, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for who he is. I, if he was English, he would be, it'd be all over the media about it. Maybe like, um, well, I don't know, but it would be, be far more popularized. Whereas because he's Welsh, I'm glad he, I'm glad we don't popularize him as much because he'll sneak under the radar. Teams hopefully won't do that much um, groundwork behind behind it to actually well, do their homework on him. And that's where we've been. That's where we've actually done well against. Him. Because people didn't know how to play against him, and they still don't know how to play against. This is a championship footballer. Teams, well, these these European teams hate playing those sort of teams. I honestly, I genuinely think if the championship had a few of their teams in like the Europa League, it would be an absolute nightmare for some teams to play against. I also think we play a little bit, as you say, like a little bit grittier and stuff when Kiefer comes on the pitch. Like you could mm. see it change. I mean, what was it? And I know R&D um, knocked what's-his-face off the pitch 
before Kiefer <laughs> came on. But everyone sort of had that same kind of energy once Kiefer came on. And I really, really liked it, which if we're going to do Ledge of the Day, yeah, like we'll, we'll get back to that. But that's an example that we should definitely talk about from the Albania game. Because, wow, that 75-year-old took a whole tumble and it was really funny. Best part of the game. I think I, I must have missed that. What, what happened? Oh, so Reese, so Reese is going down the touchline, and he knocks over, like knocks over one of the um, one of the play, uh, one of the Albania players, and the Albania players tumbles tumbles into yeah. his manager, and the manager tumbles to the ground. It was one of the best things <laughs> of that entire match. There was just a seventy-five-year-old on his back, kind of like a turtle that was upturned and couldn't get back over. Oh, it was hysterical. <laughs> That's happened to him twice this week. That manager has been pushed over by another player via his player. Twice in one week. God, he's not going to see 76. No. Somebody's got to finish him off. Right, back to the, uh, back to the comments then. Uh, I think we've uh, put the whole false nine thing to bed, um, which I'm uh, internally uh, uh, pleased uh, with myself for. Uh, right, there uh, we go. Okay. Uh, uh, Abang uh, Guzman says Kabango over Mepin against Switzerland. And then says Kabango over Mepin. And then says Stark Kabango against Mepin against Switzerland. And then says Stark Kabango. I I play Mepin in the false nine. Edmunds Max says uh, Alan Roberts. Uh, Stark Bango, bench Mepham against uh, Switzerland. Don't trust Mepham. Uh, I like Mepham. I rate Mepham high, but not today, says Aaron Guzman. Start, Renge, start Ramsey. Bench Wilson, says Aaron Guzman. In a break from uh, uh, um, pushing uh, um, uh, Ben Cabango, of course. And then start ben, uh, Cabango, bench Lockyer. Uh, so um, says Aaron Guzman, who, who just, is just a little bit too fond of Ben Cabango. You know, he's a nice lad and everything, but... Are we, are we not sure? Anyway. Are we not... Is it not definite that that is Ben Cabango on like a, you know? That's not Ben Cabango. A, a catfish account. <laughs> Absolutely no way. That's ben Cabango wants to play. That's his way of doing it. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, boy. James Evans. Yeah. James Evans says the he's in the James. hotel room tonight. Yeah. Uh, James documentary series is brilliant, but it's opened up old wounds with those Scotland and Romania games. Says uh, James. Yes, I quite agree, but it is very good. Though. It is. Uh, what else have we got then? Oh, Tony Ridgeway taking the keep taking the knee. Support the equality for all. United we stand. Taking the knee. Up the knee. <laughs> I do oh. feel that it's become a bit corporatized. I'm not against it. But I do feel it's become a bit corporatized. If the players yeah. want to do it, and if the players yeah. feel it's the right thing to do, then we've got to respect it. Yes, that's what, yeah. that's what my I think. Yeah, whether yeah. whether we whether we feel whatever you know, yeah, whatever we what feel, it, I think if the players want to do it, then we've got to respect it and support them. Yeah, but it does so feel a little the, bit to me like the likes of the Premier League and UEFA and FIFA just go, well, there we are. Look, this is what we're doing to uh, improve equality. Then we're letting players take the knee. And they sort of sit back and go, well, that's that dealt with. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like anything. It's all, all corporations do it. You know, they do all, yeah. you know, they do it like the pride stuff this month. Yeah, they, they've got to be keeping up appearances, don't they, with this sort of thing? Yeah. I think I said, I think that's yeah. quite a deep uh, political capitalist thing we could probably get into, and it's probably not for the show. You're from alternative Wales, Ryan. Surely <laughs> that's exactly what you should be getting into. Yeah, I mean, you can read more about it in. Issue two of alternative Wales. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Very good. Very good. His marketing uh, is getting better. It is. <laughs> you are spot on, though, by like the, the corporate side of things. It's the same, obviously, with um with Pride, like you said. Every climate, club, climate you know, change as well. 
Yeah, every club has to put yeah. their banner as that because instantly the day that you don't do it, you could be doing all this background work to support Pride. You could be doing all, um, like obviously, the Rainbow War and stuff like that, all this background work. But if you haven't got that corporate picture of the, the rainbow, instantly people are, well, you don't support us. Same with the knee. So yeah. it's, um, yeah. it's like, no, we all have to do the knee because the second that we make it up to a choice, obviously down to players, it looks like we're the ones saying, no, no, we, we, we don't agree with it. Hmm. But I just feel that it still has to be, it has to be led by the, the players and it's not, a, yes. it doesn't need to be corporatized. It doesn't mean that, you know, that everything is solved just because FIFA UEFA for the Premier League go, yes, we've, we've, and, we've dealt with this now because they can do this. And as long as they're doing the right things off the pitch to actually make genuine change in, you know, whether it is yeah. through like pride or, or taking the knee, as long as there is actual change happening behind the scenes, then yes. brilliant. You know, it, yeah. it, rather than these just being like empty gestures from these, you that's, know. Yeah. That's what I'm I afraid that's of. You. Yeah. Like, it cannot become an empty like. gesture. That's what it's felt like recently, especially with Swansea. We obviously, on, online stuff that's happened to some of their players and people are continuing to take the knee. But you're not seeing change. I can understand where people get frustrated with it then, because again, it comes, it comes a gesture that's fruitless. But as yeah. long as stuff like stuff stuff's been lobbied against like social media companies, if stuff is actually being done to yeah, stop, yeah, like a lot it, of the stuff we might not be seeing because it might be behind mm, the scenes. It might be some like it might just be taking yeah. longer as well, so we might not know. But I think players now have such a platform that I mean, like Marcus Rashford is is proof. Even if a club or an entity kind of goes against him, he has the power to make something happen himself. So if enough players are going to get behind this, I do think they could potentially make this not so corporatized. But I don't know. I feel like we're all sort of running around the same exact bush, yelling about the same thing, and Chopper Charlie says this is going to take long. He, he means with me talking about false nines. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chopper. Um, yeah, he did. Sorry, but you know, I need to get off my chest. I feel that we're done now. I feel we're done. <laughs> Kira Kyler says, I will bang my drums for ledge of the day. Kira, what you do in the, in the uh, privacy of your own home is entirely up to you. Uh, Tom Lewis says, My mate found out his grand wasn't biologically related to him. She was a false nine, says Tom, who uh, obviously didn't watch that's the what show we were, that's what we were. Yeah. That's what we were laughing about. Yeah. We've, done, we've done that before, though. That gag's like old. We've done that one. Uh, Rob Edwards, I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, Adam Guzman uh, is still uh, saying start Cabango over Chris Metham. Uh, Chris Metham in the false night. And then uh, start Cabango <laughs> bench Metham against Switzerland. <laughs> and then start Cabango bench Metham against Switzerland, says uh, Abram. And uh, it just goes very on. I don't, I don't isn't it? He's very passionate about it. Very passionate yeah. about it. Uh, right. James has bloody written a uh, uh, wow, novel, great. which I can't bother to read. And uh, uh, has, uh, J.D. Evans says something like 100% um, agree with agree with that. He, something further up the page. I don't know what it was, but um, there we are. Uh, read my comments as Abram de Guzman. We did over and over again. Uh, Saturday was awful with false nine. I spent more time passing sidewards. Uh, we've had James Wilson, now Rambo, do it. Starve Kiefer Moore. So we have a proper presence up yes. top. Wait, segue yes. from passing sideways. Hang on, hang because... on. Man City won Premier with a false nine, says Marcus Panay. No, they didn't. Uh... Okay, can I go Can I go into my segue? Yes. Okay, because the player who normally passes it backwards or sideways but never forward actually passed it forward this game. And I know it was only 45 minutes, but I just feel like that needs to be – because he was my ledge of the day before – John mentioned or reminded me that Reese Norrington Davis knocked over the 75-year-old manager, and I was like, right, that's ledge of the day, 100%. But Dylan was a really close runner-up because I thought he played 
just totally unlove it or like just the way that I didn't expect him to play. So I think it deserves mm-hmm. some, it deserves acknowledgement, maybe not praise. It does, just it does, because we have given him a good going over on this program yeah, to yeah. say what, uh, yeah, good, what we, basically what we've done is, is um, we highlighted the fact that Mike Ferringer has absolutely ruined uh, Dylan Libby because exactly. she, she interviewed him and then uh, read about him. And then after that, he was crap. Everyone who yeah. told me they were like everyone I asked, they're like, "Oh, he's in, he's like Paul Schools, like he's he's a midfield magician, he's amazing, yeah. like his passing range is unbelievable." And then we saw him play just last fall, which is incredible to think he's already at the Euros, made his debut last fall, um, and yeah, it was just backwards pass after backwards pass after mm-hmm. backwards pass. It was and yeah, and we had we had high hopes for him when he went to Charlton on loan at the start of the season, and that didn't work out very well. Was, and like, then came. Most random uh, transfer of uh, January when he ended up in uh, Croatia for a team that we've never heard from, but apparently is in a beautiful part of Croatia. Um, and even there, he wasn't do particularly well. So it was a bit like, how is this kid getting into the bloody st- How is he getting into the squad? How is he getting into the squad? And I just He's feel that... No page. I just, I just feel that against Albania, though, we just saw just a little glimpse, a little flash of what this kid actually is about. And what they all see on the training pitch, because that's what they all say, is like out on the training pitch, he's incredible. And maybe it's just he needed some time, he needed some confidence. And when we asked him about the move to Croatia, we asked him like how long he took to mull it over. And he goes, oh, just a, just a night. And then I decided I had to go do it. So I guess just being out there, maybe it's instilled in him some sort of newfound confidence and he can get on the yeah. pitch and, I don't know, feel like he can actually play. Or it was just 45 minutes that he played really well against Albania and we're totally looking way too into this, so... Two ways of looking at it. Ryan March, the alternative Wales view. I I felt feel bad for, for Dylan. I think like you, you you read some of the stuff people say about it about him, and it is harsh. You know, he's still very, very young. I don't think he's at the standard we need at the moment. And I there, there is better choices, maybe. I don't think he would have gone if it was still a 23-man squad, and especially if Joe Allen was 100% fit. I don't think he would be involved. I think he is he's going just in case Joe is struggling. I think it'll be unlikely we see him play and I think because Joe has had injury issues since well the last, you know, year pretty much. I think that's his role is the the last resort for Joe Allen and it's going to be a great experience for him as well, isn't it? Cuz you know, he's still I don't actually know how old he is, but he's still in he's is 20 he is he, Yeah, he yeah. could be in the under 21s. Wow. Like Paul Bowden really wanted him in the under 21s. Yeah. Um, so I I think we've got to be careful not to pile in on him because when you're 20, like, and it, yeah, I mean, it's probably a bit too late. Yeah. <laughs> and I have huge respect for him for going to Croatia as well. You know, like imagine being 20 and going to go and off and play in, you know, for a mid table Croatian team. Like that's going to do him a world of good in terms of. Um, Bottom table, a, they finished one point above the relegation zone. Yeah, I think it, I think it's like a really it'll, it'll, it's a really good place to grow as well, away from the spotlight and just experience something different and European football. And um, I also wonder uh, who I'm assuming his agent is the same as Robbie Burton's because why have we got two Welsh lads playing out in Croatia? How does that happen? I mean, I'd, bloody, I'd go to play in Croatia. Who wouldn't go and play oh, in Croatia? Absolutely. It's I thought. I, I mean, if if I was a if I was a, a mediocre young footballer, which I'm absolutely not, um, <laughs> I'd be I'd be all over the place. Why would you? Why bother playing in you know League One and League Two when you can go and play in Croatia or Lithuania or 
Bhutan. And it, helps with, and it helps with the heat. It's like 30 degrees out in Azerbaijan right now. And yeah. Dylan, for Dylan, he's just like, yeah, no, it's this pretty normal. Whereas all the other ones are like, I'm dying. This is really, really hot outside. Yeah. Anyway, yes. So, yes. It, it was, it was very, we said at the time, it was very brave and everything. But, yes. So, anyway, we, we are hoping that this is the beginning of the Levit Renaissance. That's what we're after. There. So, let's see a bit of what this guy's about. Mike Follin says, 343 Diamond would be brilliant. That's what he says. And James Evans says, I would miss our Diamond midfield formations of 2016. But isn't that what everybody would expect us to do? These guys haven't seen the the Phantom Five. I'm sorry. They'd be changing it. They'd be changing it. Oh, they, yeah. so there we go. Position. So much time on the ball. Phantom Five is just a glorified sweeper, says James Evans. No, it's not. You obviously weren't listening to my lecture, James Evans. Phantom Five, uh, Phantom Five, uh, Phantom Five does what a Phantom Five can. Exactly right. You know, it's, it's it's all facts, all facts. Patrick Norton Davis says it was uh, B Company, Second Battalion, the twenty fourth of eleven VCs awarded before breakfast. Let's know. See, told you, just <laughs> like the false, just like the Phantom Five. Davis Strawbridge says, I think going for a target man is one-dimensional, so think we will start without more. Try and play a bit of quick football, Ramsey, free roll, and if that don't work, throw in the, throw in the, the blueprint. But why don't we just, why, why don't we just do that at the start? Make it ugly, make it really awkward for everybody, and then play some pretty football when we're like one or two nil up. Let's do that. Dismant dismantle them. Break them mentally with Kiefer Moore <laughs> just attacking you. And then when they're all broken and frazzled and they got no structure, then you just throw Ramsey and he's like, just a slide through here, slide through there. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. James Evans thinks Page is just biased against old fashioned strikers. And Ian Wretched says, my front three would be Bale, Moore, and Wilson. Ooh. Got to be Dan James. Yeah, DJ. Yeah. If, you're play, if you're playing more, you got to play mm. DJ. He's showing a lot more at the moment than um, Dan James is, and he's, he's showing it at, at good levels as well. He's able to he's, perform when it matters. He's never, he's never put a foot wrong for Wales. Yeah. Never. No. To be honest, for United, he's really shown his, um, his strength of character to pull through a bad patch and pull himself out and become like a, a bloody good player for United, to be honest. And I think he's underrated by them. Mm. Yeah. Can we get a song off? John Morgan says, Roger Williams. No. But there is one no. in the bag, isn't there? There's one brewing. Is it about time we had a song from you? It is about time, but I'll I'll drop something tomorrow. It'd be something pathetic and clearly carpool related with the hat, and I'll dress up and I'll make it loud and enjoyable, and it'll be hopefully the worst thing that could have ever come out of the Euros. That's what I'm aiming for. I mean, and I, that brings us to that brings us to a seamless yeah. segue, Megan Ferringer. Oh, you I I missed that one. <laughs> um is so, it this one yes that's the one yes that's yes. it yes. okay Everyone's so i was i was listening to a podcast and what they did is they predicted instead of like you know what they what they think is going to happen in the euros or whatever they predicted what they think they're going to be most disappointed by this euros um and it doesn't have to be about whales it could be about anything so like if you think that the entire competition is going to be a disappointment because everyone's hurt or they're tired so everyone's going to play really crappy football well, the, cool, the entire competition already is a disappointment though that's the point yeah. all right or we can go it. to that that level of cynicism or yeah, your disappointment so. might be like you didn't get enough beers and now whales are in the finals and you didn't mm -hmm. stack up off, on enough beers 
Well, I have a very particular uh, disappointment. Um, it's very, very esoteric. It's very specific just to us in this office. And uh, that is that uh, producer Dan Harris is currently living the bloody high life in Portugal on a rooftop bar, pretending to film a daily program about the Euros with Paul Ince and um, a couple of other people, including uh, Abigail Davis. And he's buggered off, and he didn't even leave us his TV, because I have got a TV in the office here, right? He could have left us his TV, so we can actually sit and watch the bloody games that are happening, but we haven't got a TV. His TV is a hundred yards away in his bloody flat, locked up, and we can't even get to it. And we haven't got a TV, and he's over there in Portugal. And that is my biggest disappointment of the tournament. Twice. I feel you're quite <laughs> hurt by Dan at the moment. I'm just sensing that Dan's upset you were there. Is everything is everything okay at home, Alex? <laughs> yeah, do we need do we need a, do we need a chat over like some pork scratchings and like a a warm pint of Carlin? No, I'm fine. You can come to Cardiff on Monday though, and come get a drink with me and Al after work. <laughs> you are you inviting me to come and have a drink? No, I was inviting John. I was inviting. Oh, you're inviting John. I was thinking. Yeah. I thought you were speaking about Alex in third person. Then I was like, Yeah, it's like, yeah. I was like, Have you just invited me to the, the drink that we're having after work on Monday <laughs> that I'm already coming to? Because you're bringing that... your other personality. You're bringing yeah. like sad Alex. Or like, yes. Hi, yeah, sad Alex. I, and I, I brought Alex. my problem with me. <laughs> uh, Alex there. from the analysis camera. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the board will piss off. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Okay. Well, John, then your disappointment of the tournament. Then what's that? Gonna, what's it going to be? Uh, for me, I'm actually going to say the atmosphere. I, we had things booked ready for Rome and all sorts. And for me, the buzz that you should be feeling um, as a nation, to be honest, before you, it's a few days away. And compared to 2016, everyone I knew was talking about it. People who didn't even like football were talking about it. Like it was such a just it was a festival of life, and now at the moment it's just surrounded by stats, death, masks, rubber gloves, and to be honest, like if we score, are we allowed to? Are we allowed to stand up and clap? I'm sorry, I can't. I can't take that any longer. That's just like <laughs> that's the most morose. Just, I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, John. Keep it light. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be a light-hearted thing. I mean, like, yeah, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, this one's coming in handy. So Jesus well. Christ, John. you you asked for my disappointment and my disappointment. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be like you know, I'd be disappointed with uh, I don't know Francis socks or something. That you know, that sort of thing. That that's what I'm. That's what this this entire segment was supposed to be about. Stupid stuff to be unhappy with. Not bloody. You know, the world oh. is crap. All right then, I'll think there's something stupid to be unhappy with. Um, you, 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 no, 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 no. Oh. You, you think, think about it very carefully, and uh, in the meantime, uh, Mike, fill in. Uh, my biggest, my biggest disappointment is that I still have friends at home who think I um, am going to be cheering on England because they haven't quite figured out that Wales is in another country um and wales is another country and yeah so that's my biggest disappointment is that the other Look, day i got i got a message saying oh i can't wait like are you super excited for england at the euros and i was like what are you talking about they're like that's who you write for isn't it and i was like no no i write these for people wales. aren't your friends they're not your friends oh no, yeah yeah i think I, 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 I think i'm considering putting a line in the sand yeah you need a call a color friends <laughs> is what you need <laughs> yeah ryan march i 
Um, I just want to uh, agree with Evan in the comments for disappointment was Chopper on Saturday. Um, <laughs> just want to get that one out there. Def- definitely a disappointment. Um, <laughs> and um, as always, with any tournament, the big disappointment is always the English fans. They're always going to do something to make a tit of themselves. This time they seem to be intent on um, being anti-Marxist or something, which most of them, I'm sure, have read Das Kapital. Um, I'm sure they all read up on that. So yeah, looking forward to looking forward to hearing their reactions. Um, I'm sure there'll be some plastic chairs thrown around Hull or somewhere. Um, so yeah, probably English fans. And um, I think I might be disappointed in the actual football itself. I think the players are going to be absolutely knackered um, in general. I think you know most of these players, obviously, with the last year we've had in terms of. Football, they're going to be on their ass, really, aren't they? With especially if you've gone far in the Champions League and stuff. Um, I think the quality of football might be quite slow, and I think with the traveling and stuff for a lot of the teams, um, I think that's not going to help it. And I, I just think it might be a little bit of a damp squib uh, yeah. if you're looking at it as a neutral. I mean, I'm going to enjoy the Wales games regardless, but I, I think you know, know. I mean, you know, Bale not played much. Joe Roden not played much. I, I don't. I think, I don't Wales, think yeah. Yeah, I think Wales like is not a problem. Teams. Yeah, like yeah. you look at someone like I don't know. Let's say Germany. That Germany Portugal game will probably be crap. I imagine they're going to be. Yeah. I think a lot of teams are going to be. A lot of players will be struggling. I think. Um, and they'll be looking at like the beginning of the season. That's just exactly, around the yeah. corner as well. Thinking, I really don't want to get hurt right now. Mm. It's yeah. going to be a bookies nightmare, isn't it? Mm. I think. I but, think but, we but, could. That's the least thing I care about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we could have like a random winner again. I don't think it might be as random Ooh. as Greece, but Aww. I don't know if. I mean, I'm all for North Macedonia winning it. Um, oh, but... that's brilliant. Yeah, but that's I just map. think I think we could have a little, maybe maybe a surprise um, or two. At least a couple of teams get into the semis again, like like a Wales or I think a lot of people seem to be tipping Denmark to go far. I think if they. Finish oh, second God, in no. the group with Belgium. No. Oh, bloody God. They, no. I think if they finish second oh. in their group against Belgium and we no. finish second, we'll play Belgium. No. And you know we will not beat Belgium. We will not beat Denmark. We will not beat oh. Denmark. Denmark, we'll do them. I mean, what's they no. got in there? They won't. Smoked bacon, that's yeah. all they got. I mean, like a country that prides itself on smoked bacon. <laughs> Sorry, but they I'm, haven't got a leg to stand on. Good pastries. Good pastries. They have got really good pastries. They have not had a Welsh cake though. Oh, just saying, there's a guy in Cabrano while you had some Welsh cakes off. He's doing flavoured. I didn't realise you could have different flavoured Welsh cakes. Like really? it was a it was a vanilla, no, a vanilla and hey. white chocolate one. And you it was get out of Cabrano. I think I think that's a um yeah, I I so I've no. heard of this. I've heard of this, and I'm firmly in the because there's a um there's a strong and very uh I, I just got to uh, equate it to uh, Italian pizza. So there's a very strong um uh and uh, very vocal uh, group in Italy that believe that only margarita is pizza. The moment that you put anything else on pizza, it's not uh, a pizza. Yeah. And I feel the same about Welsh cakes. There are only Welsh cakes. The moment mm. that you do something else to a Welsh cake, it's not a Welsh cake. So there's, ah, a, there's a Welsh cake shop down here okay. in the bay, and they do they do chocolate chip and they do cinnamon ones, and they're lovely. Don't get me wrong; they're very very nice. Yeah, I get what you but mean. Are they it's not the original? Cake. It's not the old G. No, no. no. So Where's yeah, I, I like this. Yeah. The, 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 it is, the it is good. It's, it's, it's yeah. 
The real question is: the real question is, do we have the best dessert in the group? We've got Wales with the Welsh cake. Swiss have got the chocolate. Oh, uh, the, no. tur- the Turks have got baklava, and the Italians have got gelato. Uh, or they've got like every like, gelato other thing. is just horrible. No, no, Italians Italians have um oh, what's it called? Tiramisu. Cannoli. Can, cannoli. Cannoli. Oh, can, can we claim though uh our uh, Italian Welsh ice cream as one of our desserts because we have Jokes. very strong yeah, very strong Italian uh communal links in, um, yeah. So yeah, I the just Dolly think, ice cream yeah, is the, the heart and soul yeah. of the pantomime community. <laughs> Brian, okay. is this true? Absolutely true. Absolutely, but I don't. Wow. I don't believe that there should be any other sort. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Welsh. I'm, I'm a Welsh cake purist. I won't have it any other way. <laughs> Can I just confirm uh, that isn't I actually Mandy March, is it? I, I don't know. I doubt it. I do, you do. Yeah. It's, well, it could be. Is it? It's Pencabango. It's Pencabango. <laughs> on, a, on another account. Pencabango again. <laughs> Nice, just lose Right, let's quickly, uh, quickly fire through some comments. Then, uh, no mascots. Says Kieran Curry. That is quite a disappointment, actually. Kieran, you're quite right. Uh, Alan Roberts would have been in Baku last year with his dad, uncle, and cousin if it went ahead. Well, you know, silver linings if it's uh, you know anything like my family. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, biggest disappointment is Ramsey hasn't dyed his hair blonde yet. But Phil Foden yeah, and, did. And, and, and Phil Foden did. I, oh, I did see. Ra- Ramsey said that he wouldn't do it because he couldn't fly his uh, hairdresser out and he doesn't trust anyone else. So Yeah, he, he, did, enough, he didn't want to mess up reason. with the COVID stuff. So he was like, yeah, at another time, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Chopper says, so disappointment. Chopper disappointed if we finish runners up. It's Amsterdam. And right, shut up, John. And right now, <laughs> Netherlands, not letting people in from the UK. Ah, but what if we went to France first, Chopper, and then we went around the corner? What are they, we just went and turned left. If we do that, can we do that? Loopholes. I think I think that I think Amsterdam are just telling Chopper that because they don't want to let him in. Yeah, <laughs> they've, they've seen they've seen what he brings before. They're not yeah. they don't want it. Yeah. Uh, Ian Richards says my disappointment is I'm working every Wales game. Gutted. Oh, Aww. poor planning. That, that, poor planning. That's harsh. That's harsh, Ian. That's harsh. Now the only reason that there are only two ways that this could have happened. Well, no, there's only one way this could have happened. Ian, did you? Ditch whatever job you were doing in 2016. <laughs> this this payback. Did you just go? Yeah, hey, I'm not going home. I'm not going home. <laughs> I really just <laughs> lost their job because of the Euros because of 2016. I'd love to see yeah. a stat on that. Uh, Hungary qualifying despite finishing fourth in our qualifying group. Yeah, only one team in yeah, our qualifying group didn't bloody qualify in the end. I'd hate to be that one. Chose the strength uh, of our group. Would be disappointed if Ramsey uh, don't up his game and dye his hair like the Welsh flag, says Alan Roberts. That's actually quite good. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea. Well, I don't know. The last time someone had a well, dragon Jones on cut his hair, it didn't yeah. end well, that one, did it? <laughs> we, did, didn't we lose 5 0 to Germany with Paul Jones with like the dragon? Yeah. Like, it, was, it was his 50th his cap, head. and I think we lost 5 2 to Slovakia or something, wasn't it? Alan Roberts simply says, Wow. Warm Welsh cake with butter and sugar. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I'm hungry. Stop doing this. It's amazing. Uh, What about surprise then? Surprise of the tournament. That Wales. Oh, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, which I do have an existential issue with because if you predict it, is it, uh, can it still be a surprise? Surprise, I think the biggest surprise is it's still happening. (laughs) Yeah. It is happening. It's still happening the way it was supposed to happen is is a big surprise. surprise. Wales will get through to Wembley. That'd be a great surprise. Wales through to Wembley. But now, if I've said it, it's not a surprise. It's uh, yeah. 
This yeah. is this this was the problem when I tried to pitch this to Al today, and I was like, "We should predict oh. surprises," and he just kind of looked at me with this just sad pity. Alexander Isaac of Sweden, watching. Yeah. I've heard good things about him. I'm looking forward to watching him. He could be a surprise. Aaron That's... Ramsey to play Phantom Five, and it turns out he's a sounds great like tonight. a comprehensive school kid from Sharky. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Dylan Levitt strumming one in from 30 yards. Oh, that would be a good surprise. Ukraine's going to be a surprise too. That's the thing. It's their first. You know, or wait, this might. Like, if they get out of the group, it'll be their first time ever getting past the stage or something. So I'm excited for them. I think that'd be really cool. Another I underdog. Think, I think we listened to the same podcast the other day, uh, Megan. Was it the Tifa <laughs> one? <laughs> I love them. They're so cool. Yeah, I, I was going to say that's where I've got all my all my tips from Isaac, and uh, I think there's a Danish winger, and is that Elmas from Macedonia? They were tipping mm-hmm. as well. Yep. So and a bunch of people are on the, in the Turkish squad, which was not very yeah. That didn't <laughs> fill me with hope at all. Uh, Bale scoring says Kieran. That's a surprise. Now, <laughs> if Russia get through, bloody hell! But if Russia get through and they draw Ukraine. Are they allowed to play each other? Is this some like law? Are they can't play? They yeah, can't play I, each other in like, I, I assume. Oh, yeah. I assume it's because they will be able to. Imagine they that, can't like, play each other in the groups because they can't go to each other's countries. I assume. I assume that's the reason. Oh. But I'd I'd be watching that one. I'd well, enjoy that surprise. one. Imagine Russia Ukraine final. I genuinely think a war would start. <laughs> I am I'm convinced if it was a Russia Ukraine final, you might as well just like kind of just get your loved ones around and just kind of like say, Do you know what? Let's have a real good 90 minutes with each other. And when the nuclear fallout comes, um, at least we're all together. Yeah. Pleasant thoughts. Yes, again, yes, again, John. Well done for, uh, you know, keeping the positive spirit going and uh, that upbeat vibe that we've uh, come to rely on you and uh, happy yeah, throughout the uh, throughout these months and uh, uh, years. Years, it seems like. Right. Okay. Um, uh, Lagred de Gru will be one to watch. Yeah. And Kai Lagaid as well. Both of them great players. Oh. And uh, Alarab says, uh, well, the Scotland are poor or good. They usually have England's number. That would be a nice surprise seeing Scotland batter really them. Something but awesome. it wouldn't be a surprise, though, really, because oh. they do. No. I would, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, it'd, be, it'd be lovely, but I don't necessarily think I'd be surprised. <laughs> Oh, yes, right, uh, I don't know. That was it guys and a big thank you to Ryan March for joining us on Wales Watch to give his thoughts and predictions for the Euros. I hope you guys are ready and we wish Rod Page and the squad all the very best for this tournament. Make sure you follow and support us on all our podcast platforms and we'll get as much content out there for you all. But that's all we got time for so thank you for tuning in to Wales Watch and we'll see you all very soon. Take care.